hello, hello. Hello, hello. Hello, I love you. Won't you tell me your name? edition of the Eric Saint Show podcast, a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures each and every day of the work week. You know, when I start the show, I'm like, I'm like up tall in my chair, and then I cut the top of my head off. And then as I get comfortable, slouch time. Let's slouch. And then, you know, I'm shorter. That's crazy. Not really. Just stupid. Just something I notice from time to time. I have horrible posture. If I'm standing there, um, just kind of like having a conversation, my back is round. Uh, chiropractors see me, they go, sit up straight, you asshole. Put your shoulders back. You look like fuck. Jackie does that to me. She says, Dad, put your shoulders back. You're, you're, I, I am well on my way to being old man with severe kyphosis. Chris writes, ow, my back. <laughs> ow, ooh, yeah. Uh, all right. Being that it's Friday, I have to start planning the menu for the big Sunday family dinner at the Eric Zane Show podcast household. I don't know why, but stuck in my brain this week, I've been thinking about for the first time, making um, something that will no doubt be called the Eric Zane Show podcast, Slaughter the Turks, Philly Cheese Steak, Philly Cheese Steak, not Cheese Take, Cheese Steak Special. Never done it before in my life, but as you know, if I'm doing it, it's the greatest ever. If you see me doing this right now, where I'm like moving my tongue around in my mouth. It's because one second before the show started, uh, I, I finished the cocoa wheats and they're everywhere in my mouth right now. If you were to French kiss me, you would get uh, an entire mouthful of cocoa wheats. Uh, Chris says, yeah, baby, get the shaved steak from Aldi. That's a great tip. Perfect for that. Okay. Now, the thing is, my idea of a cheesesteak is not like that shitty-ass street food you get in Philly. There's a couple of fucking dive dumps where you walk up to the window and you uh, you, you get a Philly cheesesteak. And if you like don't say it right, they'll kick you out of the line. I've witnessed this. I've actually ordered from Geno's. I don't know if it was Geno's or Pat's. They're both shit. I think because uh, I was with my old boss, Jim Spector, and he said, yeah, you got to go up and say uh, one with. I'm like, what the fuck is one with? He goes, that means you're ordering one uh, with cheese, I think. And then the cheese is a uh, cheese whiz. Like they have a can of cheese whiz that you push the nozzle. That's the fucking uh, um, cheese that they put on it. And the steak are those um, uh, frozen, uh, what do you call it, steakums, which hardly have any steak in them. Uh, 
Rick from TC Paintball, who will join us in a bit, says Geno's rules. Okay. If you were fighting between Geno's and Pat's and any other shithole food, of course. Uh, Nick says, what I'm describing is easy cheese. Cheese whiz is like a cheese sauce. All right, maybe I'm mixing that up, but I remember them holding a thing over there, so maybe it is easy cheese. Um, so, all right, I guess if you're comparing it to other street food, you could say that it's good, but my plan here is to actually make a real sandwich, real steak, real cheese, uh, sauteed green peps and onions, appropriately build the sandwich on a toasted or grilled bun. You know, you can do like open face and put it in the broiler. Aram adds, in college, I ate them with mushrooms and banana peppers. Also a win. We can add that. And it's, this is going to be an Eric Zane Show podcast. Slaughter the Turks. Uh, Philly cheesesteak sandwich surprise bar. That's the way we did. Uh, what was that thing I made yesterday or last week? Not Stromboli. What are those called? Calzone. Yeah, I'm there and Master Chef Easy uh, wearing my All Turks Must Die t-shirt. And uh, then, you know, family's like, okay, I want that, that, that in my calzone. Wrap it up. Uh, brush it with the butter. Sprinkle the Parmesan. Sprinkle the cheese. Sprinkle the cheese. Put it in the oven. I'm telling you, you got to do that recipe for the calzones. I mean, it's a new day here in the household. That's old news. But if you, oh, God damn. I've never really had any success making my own dough until uh, that effort. So that, I think, is on the agenda. However... I have to offer the suggestion up to the crew. All these people that I'll be cooking for. And sometimes you get blowback. I like cooking new things here in the household. But I also like going with the old standards that make people happy. Could be the slaughter of the Turks uh, spaghetti and meatballs. Could be the slaughter of the Turks crispy chicken sandwiches and on and on and on. Uh, speaking of slaughter, uh, the whole business is going down still in uh, in Israel with Palestine. What a transition that is. We go from talking about uh, cheesesteaks to slaughter to actual death. Uh, Israel again moved in. They're like uh, putting uh, tank columns in and then fucking shit up and then leaving. Meanwhile, okay, this is what I'm talking about. The U.S. bombed targets last night in Syria. This is fucking huge. This is this could be the start of a fucking war. The U.S. went in and blew up 
key sites in Syria because they're accusing Syria, backed by Iran, of lobbying in bombs on U.S. facilities that are there. Several U.S. military were hurt. Not killed, but injured because of this. Now, they're like, ah, fuck. The U.S. isn't going to do anything because they they think Biden is weak. Now, I don't know if that's going to work out for them. Biden actually might... um, I I suspect he wouldn't he wouldn't let that go. I think that um when when you get down to it he he definitely will um um uh, okay something like that. Uh, Aaron with a great question: Does Biden know that we started bombing? Holy shit! You're not kidding. Who the fuck knows? I sense him getting much worse these days. I don't know about you. He's now he's um he's gone from just saying weirdo shit. I really kind of his energy his energy is way down almost like he's he's starting his last gasps of breath it's really bizarre to me uh chris says it makes sense because the turks are sticking their dicks in it now too i did not know that it wouldn't surprise me uh in all of humanity in the history of humanity the turks are like right up there with the worst people of all time. It, uh, Turks, Nazi Germany, and um, Imperial Japan. Senseless, horrible. Uh, another transition. Speaking of senseless and horrible, that's two amazing transitions. The first one was speaking of slaughter and then into the story. And now speaking of senseless and horrible... Uh, Maine, uh, that fucking psycho who shot up the joint is, uh, is still on the loose. I saw a stat this morning that, um, cause you know, now they're talking about how senseless moments like this where crazy people shoot up places. Um, that's, that's called gun violence. And I don't know why, but I just kind of wince when I hear that. Yes, a gun is firing, but I don't know. Something doesn't feel right about it. Maybe someone can talk me through that. Um, This guy had been fucked up for months. Hearing voices, family told everybody that you're supposed to tell you know how you why didn't you say something why didn't they did uh the family told law enforcement they told the military they told anybody that would listen that he's fucking crazy and he just bought uh a semi-automatic like he just bought it in 2023 and so they did everything that you're supposed to do. And nobody did anything. I mean, if your next door neighbor comes walking up the driveway and uh, you say, hey, so-and-so, and he goes, hey, what's going on? And you say, oh, not much. How are you? Uh, not too good. What do you mean? 
Well, I'm hearing voices in my head that are telling me what to do. And, uh, and I just bought a semi-automatic, uh, a weapon. And I am a, uh, skilled, uh, firearms instructor. I know my way around any type of weaponry and I'm former military. So, um, I, I am now handing you 8 million red flags. What are you going to do? You're going to turn around and you're going to tell, uh, everybody, uh, what, what the hell just happened. And then the police come in and shoot him. That's, that's what we can only hope for. Walk in, kick in the door, shoot him in the head. And then that's the end of it. Unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. They'd probably lock him up or some shit, but that didn't even happen. He was interviewed. Like people had, uh, people who should be able to figure this out, interviewed this psycho and determined good to go. This is good to go. So, um, my God. Uh, Corey says, yeah, he bought the fucking thing this year. Nick says he pulled a Hunter Biden and lied on the form. If you have ever been committed, it is illegal to purchase. So those laws do nothing. So I don't, you know, I'm not going to sit here and act like I know what to do. Um, but it does beg the question. Um, if someone can just walk right through any law and like, if there's a will, there's a way. Chris says relying on a psycho to tell the truth on a forum doesn't seem to work. You know, fuck the form. If someone narks somebody out and says, yeah, this psycho is uh, hearing voices, just got a gun, uh, go get him, and nothing is done, that is as bad, in my opinion, as the Oxford High School shooter here in Michigan whose uh, mom and dad bought him the gun and then stuffed it in the sock drawer and said, now, if you ever think about shooting up the school, you better keep your hands off of this. It's going to be right here. Yeah, I'm not, uh, I, fuck. Think about that. Family says he's hearing voices and he just bought a fucking whatever. And nothing happens. He, he passed the test with flying colors. He got the green check mark. Linda says, I think he's going to be found dead in the woods or a field somewhere. We can only hope because at this point, you know, how like when they, uh, when someone escapes, they're armed and dangerous. They may, they may kill somebody. He's already done that. You know, he's willing to do that. Okay. So that is, that's fucking crazy. If you are one of our amazing audience members in Maine, uh, holy shit. And then the other thing is, how the fuck did he slip through the net? Well, I take it back. There's probably not a big net. Uh, that area of Maine is, uh, 
It's Maine for a reason. It's not like the fucking Secret Service and the CIA are seconds away from jumping in to help out. Chris says he could be anywhere by now. He literally could. He could walk in the door right now. You think about that net gets bigger and bigger as minutes pass. I'm also amazed that um, we really don't have any clue as to where he could be. That's that's the um, that's kind of like the whole business of small town shoots a bunch of people, manages to get out. We don't even know if he's driving anything, if he's on foot, if he's dead, if he's hiding. Who the fuck knows? I don't know if I read this yet. Aram wrote, try making the store owner responsible for anything that happens. They will do more due diligence before selling. Well, I, I mean, I don't know uh, that that would we're assuming a lot here. Um, I don't know if it's as easy as just walking in and then the form says, have you ever been committed? Uh, no. And then that's it. I think that it, it might be. I'm not sure if that were the case. Well, that's horrible. There should be necessary steps in place. If there isn't, there should be. Uh, let's be honest here. Um, I think we can all agree whether you're uh, uh, pro-gun or not pro-gun. That if you're filling out a form or if you're trying to get a gun, you know, it shouldn't be just walk in and it's as easy as getting a Big Mac. Now in Maine, it might be. In Michigan, I know it's not. It depends on the state. Uh, Joe Martinez describes the guy as Rambo. Worse intentions, though. All Rambo wanted to do was get something to eat, for fuck's sake. Corey says a note to his, to his son was found. Chris says for a long gun, that's pretty much it. Just walk in and get it. Okay. As much as I love guns, there should absolutely be a process to buying one. And if anybody argues that, you can fuck right off. You should go to buy one and then everything has to be checked. It should be a, uh, a database that is very, uh, uh, very broad. Okay. Uh, Linda says, I'm not sure how thorough the background check is. It was done in minutes. Are we talking handgun or long gun? Yeah, I had to wait. When I, no, I, I take it back. When I bought my handgun or handguns, um, I got mine same day. It was, I want to buy this and then um, walk around the store, go over to five guys. Um, maybe go to, um, uh, the, my wife wants to go to the beauty store, get some, uh, hair care products or whatever. I don't know. I'm making it sound like she's black and then go back in and get my pistol. 
Joe says they held up his for three days. Well, that's because um, you're not white. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, it might be. I don't know. <coughs> Holy shit. Um, let's see. I was, I was reminded to mention something, but I forgot what it was. Oh, I know what it was. As soon as somebody said he's like Rambo, I was reminded um, yesterday, I got some very, very bad news. Uh, Rambo, Sylvester Stallone, has decided to make a sequel to the uh, Amazon Prime action thriller, Samaritan. Samaritan, the sequel. Samaritan was a superhero and then he vanished and no one could, everybody thought Samaritan died. But a, uh, a young boy convinces Samaritan to come out of retirement and save the community because it's all being run down by uh, ruffians. So Samaritan, uh, he shows up and saves the day. Now, there's a couple times, though, as I've indicated to you in the plot line. By the way, this movie, it was recommended by Adam James, uh, Adam Balboa, who is the biggest Sylvester Stallone um, fan on the planet. All right. And um, he said, you're going to love this easy. It's it's so good. I mean, it it blows. Okay. Uh, if you were to watch Avengers Endgame, and then you watched Samaritan, you would easily say Samaritan is a million times better than that than the shit Avengers Endgame. That was a garbage. That was a garbage movie compared to Samaritan. And that was he made that comment despite the plot point that when Samaritan gets weak, his powers like are dwindling. He has to eat ice cream. I am not kidding you. There's a scene where the kid opens up this deep freezer and he says, Hey, Samaritan, why you got all this? Hey, yo, you know, close that, yo. Hey, uh, yeah, you don't want to, uh, don't worry about it. Look, he doesn't want to reveal that that's his, his, his fuel, ice cream. And at one point, Samaritan's getting his ass kicked by the bad guy. And uh, and the kid says, Samaritan, come on. Hey, yo, uh, go get me some vanilla bean. The kid runs to the freezer with the ice cream scoop. And he's, he's scooping it in Samaritan's mouth. And hey, yo, I'm ready. Samaritan, you saved the day. Hey, yo, thanks to you. Oh, what? Hey, you got some Mackinac Island fudge there? <clears throat> So he tipped me off and said, 
There's a new Samaritan movie coming out. Uh, Tyler says it could be char. It was. It could be called Samaritan Two: Frozen Yogurt Frenzy. Uh, back to quote unquote gun violence. Hall of Famer Chris says, "I feel like these far right pro gun sellers and owners think they are paramilitary and should hand these out like Big Macs." Quickly, like they are all assembling to climb into World War into the World War II trucks. He also adds, also, I am right on the fence on this issue. Exactly where I don't want to be. Wish things were better. Yeah, I um whenever I go into a gun store, I hate it. Because I'm surrounded by assholes, and I can tell just by the uh, looks of them. They're all fucking dicks. So I hate that I have to be in a place with them to buy something that they want. Uh, however, I don't get, I don't even fucking shoot my gun other than just to practice. I, uh, I agree with the comment about why the fuck do we need AR 15s in the first place? Why do we need those? Can someone explain to me why we need those? And you cannot say to defend ourselves from tyranny or to defend ourselves from the government. I don't, you can't, you can't use that one. All right. And when I say to you, you don't have to worry about anybody coming in and shooting us or taking us over in our own country. The government isn't going to come after you. They don't believe that. Nate says it's a fun toy. I like it. Too bad. Who gives a shit? It's a fun toy. I like it. Bob says the same thing because they're fun. Okay, so are remote control cars. So are model rockets. So you're telling me you'd rather have your fun but also have something easily available for crazy people like this to just go in and indiscriminately shoot people. That is an unacceptable answer, and you ought to be ashamed of yourselves for even saying it, you assholes. All right? Um, Unless if they say, Eric Zane, you cannot have that shotgun under your bed, And those handguns in your house and on your hip. Then I would love this to happen. Nate says, I was being sarcastic, idiot. I'm a space guy. Fuck guns. Okay. That means Sir Bob of Oliver has to come clean too. Do you mean that? That you you think you should have the right to have those guns because they're fun? Because that is an unacceptable answer. Dave says you are right about a national database, Zane. The fact that we don't have one is beyond uh, is beyond unacceptable. We have a national database for the F and X Men. We do. What the fuck is that? What the fuck is that supposed to mean? 
He says you can thank the NRA for the lack of one for people who shouldn't own guns. Oh, yeah. There should be a profile on everybody, and it should be as easy as a Google search. You know, you have access to the site, you put in a name, and in three seconds, you get the red check mark or the green check mark, and that's it. That's what we should have right now. And, and, um, gun retailers shouldn't be able to sell guns. That's okay. If you go to the store to get fucking deer feed and binoculars, um, what about if you could only buy guns from a government store, any gun similar to like how you get your driver's license? The only way to purchase a gun would be to go to an actual government store where, you know, you got to face the music right there, whether or not you should be getting a gun. And don't tell me we can't afford it. Don't tell me, fucking make it happen. Make it happen. Now you're going to face tons of lawsuits from the other side. These are stupid people. In my opinion, we should declare a uh, national emergency. You know how like when a president um, takes over and they sign those executive orders? Remember Trump signed about a a million of those things? Uh, I would sign an executive order to make all of this, what I just said, a reality. Day one. Day one. Okay. I don't give a shit about uh, Cabela's. I don't give a shit about uh, uh, fucking NRA cocksuckers. Fuck those motherfuckers. National database. Uh, That's the start, okay? And the reason why this is important is this. Too often, people just say, well, you're not doing anything. And then fucking free beer cries cries about it on the radio. This would actually be someone doing something about it. By the way, I reviewed Freebeer's um, moment that he had where he was legitimately crying, um, which I, I hate to say it was kind of weird. Um, I know I'm going to look like an asshole, but I don't give a fuck. Uh, crying uh, over this and then wanting to say something brilliant like I am now, but coming up short because he doesn't have the horsepower. He does not have the nerve to say, fuck this, fuck this. This is what we need to do. And if you don't like it, fuck you. Okay. God damn. What an opportunity. And he just, he actually started to talk about it and then he ripcorded it. I I don't want to get into it. I don't want to, I don't want to upset anybody. I don't like fucking shit, dude. Come on. Who gives a shit if you upset anybody? Do you think that there's people listening to me right now who agree with everything I say? No. Of the three dozen that are packed into here right now, elbow to elbow, uh, I don't expect all of you to listen to what I'm saying and uh, uh, take it as gospel. Fuck, half of you are probably like, fuck you, but you don't have the nerve to say it. By the way, if you do have the nerve to say it, I mean, like Sir Bob of Oliver there, I, I, I suspect Bob's, Fuck you, easy. 
He says, all right, how do you feel about my AK-47? Yeah, we should kick in the door and take it, you dumb fuck. No, seriously. If you uh, got it fair and square and you aren't on a registry and there isn't a red flag when you buy that fucking thing, hell yeah, I want you to have that AK-47. The point here of all of this is how this fucking psychopath slipped through the cracks. That's the big picture. I'm not saying go in and take everybody's fucking gun. I'm glad you got that AK-47. I want to shoot it. But at the same time, it's too easy to get these fucking things. All right. Do I feel like people should have those? No. No, I don't. I don't care how fun it is. I don't care if when you shoot a gun, you have an orgasm. That's fucking crazy if that's the reason why you think we should be able to have guns because you find it fun. Cole says, how about this? I have a concealed carry. I shouldn't have to have a background check anywhere. Just show that. Um, nah. We're going to add the extra layer. We'd rather be safe than sorry. Mediocrity Dave says, I'd rather listen to some opinions I don't always agree with from Zane than Freebeer's indifferent horse shit. Chris in Maine says, would these kooks do more damage when they are pissed off that their assault rifles are confiscated? I don't know, but it worries me. Yeah, I guess, I guess we'd find out. But at least you're attempting something. This is, in my opinion, as um, it should be, you know, when you think about the um, urgency that the federal government um, showed when we were in like uh, pandemic time. They should have that type of urgency for this. And to simply just say, do nothing. Um, I, I don't know. Can, uh, can someone explain to me why an executive order is off the books? If Joe Biden could, why, why not? What's it going to hurt? What do you care about who you offend? Um, Chris says something that I don't, I don't know what that means. Just look for the pickup trucks with a Molon Labe sticker. Immediate red flag. Well, now I got to look that up. Wow, uh, okay. I have seen these. That means Molon Lab. Am I saying that right? Or is it Molon Labi? Molon Lobby? I think that's uh, maybe Latin for come and take it. Come and take them. Greek. 
Greek. Okay. And then you got the Greek helmet there. Like, uh, what's the name of that movie? Gladiator. I agree with that. You see anybody with that shit, immediately shoot them. People with all black flags outside their house are also a problem. Okay, let's let's go over the laundry list. Um, don't tread on me, problem. The one you just talked about, the Greek thing, problem. All black flag, problem. Um, U.S. flag with that's black and gray, with with stripe through it. Okay, blue stripe, red uh, red stripe. 3% sticker. That's a big one. Uh, all pickup trucks except mine. Fuck Joe Biden. Trump won. Uh, Ottawa Impact. Anything Republican. These are all people that should immediately be arrested. Machine gun stickers. State of Michigan holding the handgun sticker. You know that one? Um... My kid beat up your honor student sticker. There's even one now where, you know, mom on the back of the minivan will have mom stick figure, dad stick figure, and then the kids stick figures. Now they have one where instead of people stick figures, it's gun stick figures. Like you'll have all these like two big guns, like two uh, semi-automatics, and then all the little handguns are the kids. Yeah, arrest those guys. Holy shit. Bob says, because if Biden threw out an executive order, there's way too many people that would take that as the government declaring war on us citizens. Right, right. I know. Yes, that's that's the idea. Okay. Um, but don't forget, the executive order is not to come and take your gun. The executive order is for where people can get guns. Make that very, very difficult. Doing the things I said. Look there. I just solved the problem. Forever. You're welcome. God damn. Chris says, slut life, I mean salt life sticker. Hmm. I don't know if that's going to fly. Chris also adds, I also wanted to see... Divorced mom scraping daddy off the back of the minivan. Stevie and Donko say truck nuts, as does Chris, for another red flag. In theory, you could eliminate um, all illegal guns by basically just pulling all these people over. And it's under the back seat. Take it right then. Then we will actually come and take them. And again, you see, this is conflicting for all of you because I'm a gun owner. But any asshole who thinks that they should be able to just walk into any store and within minutes get a uh, fun toy that can kill all these people, uh, fuck you. Fuck that and fuck you. All right. Don't go anywhere. I got to go pee. Coffee. Last night was a bad night for urine. But during the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast, I was drinking so much water and I knew it was going to come back to haunt me. I'm not kidding you. 
After every half hour, I had to pee. Cole writes, what if we just made murder illegal? Then no one would do it, right? Now, I know what you're trying to do there, fuck face. But open up your fucking ears for a second and listen to me. What I'm trying to do is make it harder for wackos to get guns, which is the point of this recent killing, asshole. Dude was fucked up, and he completely fell through the cracks. To me, that's a bigger problem than the guns. Don't get me wrong. We should have a national database that scrutinizes these things quickly. Nick says, I should be able to just order online and have it show up. K-Dub says, it'd be nice to have the same outrage after every weekend in Chicago when the corner boys kill 10 with the Glocks with auto mods. People don't care. It's weird. Well, I'll tell you why they don't care. It's because they're black and they're gangs. That's why people don't care. I care. You care. There's more outrage for this because of the, there's also no sinister side to it. When you have gangs that are shooting other gangs, nobody gives a fuck. Come on now. Don't kid yourself here. When you have the teens at bowling night in the middle of nowhere, Maine get murdered. Context is everything. So no, there's not the same outrage. And besides, it happens every weekend in places like Chicago. One problem at a time. Uh, Nick says we need crazy control, not gun control. To the island with all of them. That's kind of what I'm saying. Now we can't keep people from going crazy. Other than my thought yesterday that if you get out of the military, you're immediately arrested and locked away for life. I don't think anybody's going to go for that. Shouldn't be that easy to get a gun. Should be impossible to have a gun. There's got to be a way to do this. Figure that shit out. Let's go. Mediocrity Dave says, I enjoyed the film Samaritan. Patrick says it was badass and that he's stoked for Samaritan 2. We're doing two topics here. Nate says this guy had no combat experience. And? Okay. um, You cannot suggest that it's combat experience that makes people crazy. If this guy did a tour anywhere, even during a peacetime moment, uh, it fucks people up. Um, Becca Shea says there is, there is a way to do this. They just don't want to because it makes too much money. I don't believe that. And I think that's a, that's a nonsense throwaway garbage comment. That's what that is. Yeah, we're making too much money, so we're not going to do anything. That is uh, that is as much of a bullshit comment as to the idiots who say, yeah, 
the doctor doesn't want you to get better because they want you to take the drugs. They want you to, uh, yeah, doctors don't even want to heal you. They just want you to come back. Uh, I So stupid. It's a dumb point of view of the world. It's a weird way of looking at things. You know that? It really is. On the Samaritan sequel. Samaritan receiving a sequel is a surprising development considering the horrible critical response to the superhero movie over a year ago. However, the film did well with fans. It was the third most watched. I'm sorry. It was the number one most watched film on Amazon Prime for three straight weeks. That's pretty good, actually. There is a twist at the end of this film, by the way. Um, The twist makes you forget about him having to be powered by ice cream. The Stallone-led film was a flop among the critics who felt it did little to separate itself from the crowded cinematic landscape dominated by uh, Marvel and DC. No, it, it definitely stood out. He was a bad guy who needed ice cream to live. So I don't agree with that. The substandard Samaritan reviews resulted in a 38% on Rotten Tomatoes. Now, I'll go this far. It's a piece of shit movie, but I'll watch it similar to like watching Pacific Rim. I am not above seeing shitty movies. Despite the bad reviews from critics, Samaritan was a hit with audiences like Patrick and Dave. And of course, Adam Balboa. The superhero flick overperformed on Prime Video, as I indicated. Audiences reported a drastically different viewing experience than critics. As they appreciated Stallone's solid performance, it was not a solid performance. And Samaritan's refreshingly dark twist in the standard superhero formula. That warranted a sequel, according to the experts. Corey says Pacific Rim was awesome. I agree. Terribly awesome. Bad movie. Uh, Bad, excellent movie. Dave says it was an atypical Sly Sloan vanity project, and I usually enjoy, and I enjoy those usually. Tyler says he has the plot for the second Samaritan film. There's an ice cream shortage, and he needs the kids to shove popsicles up his ass <laughs> while he fights the bad guy. So you're suggesting that they they get like bomb pops and and push-ups and jam them up his asshole? Hmm. Uh, All right. We have simultaneously exhausted the amount of material on two topics. Uh... Dead people at the bowling alley and Samaritan. 
There is only one person capable of tackling two amazing things in terms of content as that. Two things to talk about at one time. The film Samaritan and mass murder. Dave says, quote, quick, give me that poncho punch otter pop, Billy. Parker Patrick Preston Taft says, well, hello, Eric. Good to see you, buddy. It's been too long. Um, that's part of Team Knuckle Dragger right there, which I haven't been to the YMCA in forever. I saw your dad there when I visited Diana at work the other day when I went on the apology tour. And she, he's like, oh, yeah, you're back. And I'm like, yeah. And then I turned around and walked out. Um, all right. For the folks who are uh, getting the show at this moment on Facebook. X. And YouTube, thank you so much, but it's time to say goodbye. The full show. We still have another hour of uh, chit-chat. Chit-chat. Sounds stupid. One more hour of show, including Rick from TC Paintball. If you want it, download the Twitch app right now and then search Eric Zane Live, all one word, and you are in business. Or if you're at a desktop, laptop, whatever, just go to twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. When the show is done, the audio... Uh, is available on all of your podcasting platforms. Please subscribe to the audio podcast and uh, uh, rate it and review it on Apple Podcasts. I would appreciate that. Uh, For the reason only that I like to read them. That seems to be the only thing that those do. Um, I even like to read the bad ones. There are some ugly ones on there. I just say some horrible shit. People are so brave when they are, like, uh, anonymous. It's remarkable the shit people will say to you. Uh, I encourage you also to sign it, like, with your name. Even if you're saying something rude, if there's anyone, and I doubt I'll find anybody, who has the nerve to actually say it and sign it. Of course, you could always just sign anybody's name. It could be someone who loves the show and you could say something terrible and then sign it with their name. So that's probably a dumb idea. All right. Patreon is available for you. I have uh, tons of extra content each week and you can try it for free. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Seven day free trial available for a first timer. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Sign up for the $10 a month freebie. Cancel it right after. I don't give a shit. You get the seven days no matter what. I'm letting you have that. Hopefully you'll like it and then you'll sign up or uh, let it charge you. That's totally fine. You do have to put in a payment form. But as I said, it's very simple to cancel. Uh, yesterday on the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast, we, we reviewed Free Beer reading a letter from a uh, audience member of his in Maine who took the time to write while he was uh, hiding in his house, supposedly. Uh, I do actually believe it, but it just seems weird that someone would do it Um, I mean, there are some people online who are suggesting that it was a fake. Uh, I don't believe that. Um, Greg didn't really say anything. He just read the guy's email and said, what are we going to do? And put up his hands and he was weeping. 
Um, he wanted to say something though, and, and that's one of the, that's probably the thing that's most important in, in reviewing that clip. He wanted to actually, he was close to saying something important and then did not. And I'm like, why, what are you doing? What has happened here? We built that show on saying, on being different and not being afraid to step in it. Who cares? You know, fucking grow a spine, you massive pussy. There was one time I was pissed off at Greg on the show. And when the mic went off, I actually screamed in his face and called him a fucking pussy. And I think that hurt him badly. But uh, he is. It's it's embarrassing. Fucking say something, Greg. You twat. All right. Thank you for following the show on Facebook and uh, X and YouTube. Off you go. All right. Uh, Dave says, when ratings and money become more important than being genuine. Kyle's very suspicious of what Greg read. He says, why did he read everything? Why didn't he remove info that was not needed? Leaving work after 10, leaving work 10 after seven. I dropped a coworker off. Who fucking cares? I don't know. I can't say. Linda doesn't really believe the validity of the letter that Greg read, nor does the person known as uh, Becca Shea. Florida man says eight, Florida man, eight fourteen says what preceded that? Uh, more specifically, I'm not sure what you're referencing. Kyle says you guys used to shit on and hang up on callers when they would provide unneeded info. <laughs> yeah. I would jump in and say, yeah, but too many details, too many details. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Linda adds um, the detail of the wife in the letter having AirPods in while cleaning so she didn't hear all the sirens. Please, she writes, excuse me for everything. Excuses for everything. I don't know. I think you guys have become more cynical than I, than I, than I am. Uh, what preceded calling Greg a pussy? I don't recall. I was upset about something and he pissed me off. And uh, I don't think it was anything like that. He wouldn't say on the air. I don't think it was like that. Uh, but I did call him a pussy. But I don't remember what he did. He, I don't I don't think it was warranted. I'm sure I was overreacting. Um, that's probably one of the reasons why he hates me. Or hated me. I can't believe we worked for together as long as we did. Because fucking, that was years before the show blew up when I called him a pussy. We'd occasionally get in fights like that. Um, Linda says it was too detailed. Kyle says exactly. So she said, quote, AirPods were in, and he remembered to include that in the letter. Why not say wife didn't hear sirens? 
So, wait a minute. Are you guys accusing him of writing a detailed letter and thinking that that would go over or maybe just left it in because he didn't want to take it anything out of its truest form? I'm actually giving him the benefit of the doubt. You assholes are actually now diving in say, with a conspiracy that he wrote that himself. Florida man says, did you all ever throw hands? No, there was never, ever a moment that we had during the years, uh, threatened violence. Nothing like that. Greg typically is, um, if you upset him, you're going to get silence. Probably the best you'd ever get would be passive aggressive. That is very much uh, in the in the playbook. I'm aggressive aggressive. Didn't Joe pin you? Uh, no, I don't know what you mean. I got beat up by Joe when we did 15 second fight. Uh, he caught me with one. He broke a rib. Uh, Aram points out that Hot Wings concerning yesterday's uh, letter provided a lot in that discussion. I think you're being sarcastic by repeating a couple things that were already said in a slightly different manner. Rich says with the info that the holiday break in letters were exaggerated. I'm not surprised this is fake. I don't think it's fake. The holiday break in letters. Um, it's difficult to say exaggerated more appropriate is changed. And they do that to protect the, uh, you know, so that people don't really know, can't figure out by context who it is. Um, but the thing about holiday break-ins that always made me uncomfortable was I just felt like, and I think that this is more of a me thing than a them thing. I, I don't know. I, I, when I would see the reactions of the people and it just, I, I, I didn't buy it. I, I was in there in the room and I just didn't buy the tears. I, I, I wasn't convinced of what was happening was actually real. I just kept that to myself. You know, everybody seems to love the segments. Everybody gets joy out of it. So who am I to sit there and, and go, ah, fuck this shit. I mean, I was compl- Can you imagine if I was on there and there, everybody's crying over whatever the fuck happened. And I'm like, yeah, fuck it. This sucks. God damn that. I want to, <laughs> I just didn't buy it. When we, uh, people would put their nose to the microphone and go, it just, I didn't, I didn't see the tears. I just wasn't feeling it. Yesterday, Greg was crying. There is without a doubt. He wept. Um, that to me is, uh, I don't know. It, it's a little strange. Um, it's strange to say who the fuck cries over a, um, over a mass shooting because that sounds terrible. But my point is 
mass shootings are every day. They happen so much. I don't think anybody cries over a mass shooting unless you know someone who's dead. So in that respect, it's strange. And I know that that sounds weird, but that's just the way it is. It is. It's I mean, if this were the first mass shooting, if this were Columbine, all right. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. All right. Let's bring in Rick from TC Paintball. Besides, no one else in the fucking room, including the chicks, were crying. And everybody knows chicks are weaker than dudes. Good morning, Eric Zane. What up, buddy? How are you? I'm good. How are you doing, Eric? Well, would you ever consider, uh, thank you for joining us, because of all the mass shootings, homeschooling your children? Yes. I do, too. I think that's a, I think that's a, a solid, that, that's a baller move these days. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I just, I feel like they miss out on so many opportunities socially by doing that. But it's like, man, you, you want to protect your own. Like, you don't know what's going to happen next. I think if you do that, but you facilitate an environment for social outside of school, either with group uh, things or uh, promoting get-togethers at TC Paintball and whatnot, and, uh, and, and sports, I think you can have it both ways. Yeah, I agree. But I, I mean, especially the TC Paintball part, but uh, I, I don't think that you can try to recreate situations. But, you know, I've thought about this a lot. I know, I know a handful of my friends have, have homeschooled their kids. I know some people that are homeschooled. And I always kind of weigh that in my mind. Like, okay, you know, you're keeping them, quote, unquote, safe or safer and not putting them into a situation where you can't control it. But think about the people that you're forced to be in class with. You don't necessarily or whatever, you know, tell your parents, hey, I want to have a social get together, plan one for me and invite these individuals. Sometimes you're stuck with some individuals that you wouldn't pick, but being with them over the course of like a school year or a semester, because you learn more about these people and you learn that, you know, you can't judge a book by its cover. Maybe there's more to them than you actually realize. And I think that opens your mind a little bit as yeah. far as, hey. Maybe, maybe there's more to know about these people before I kind of shut them out or, or categorize them a certain way. Right. So someone who you might like on the surface, uh, consider to be like a booger eater. Uh, they, right. they go on to become a, a wonderful, uh, friend for life. And who, and what one of us hasn't been a booger eater, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. booger. Yes. 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 I mean, I think it's safe to say that, uh, uh, the school is, uh, is littered with school shooters and booger eaters. <sighs> Oh, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you at TC Paintball ever had a person complain because um, though it's paintball, they, they uh, you know, you're, you you get looked at with a wayward eye because it's shooting? Never. You know what I mean? I, I never, I've been, I opened my business in 2001. So we're over 22 years into this. You know, obviously no lack for, gun violence in that span and i've never heard that come back at me now 
people have asked me, you know, why don't you push harder to get into schools, you know, uh, recreational programs or schools. And I do do a little work like that. And I've worked with some in the past, but that's kind of always on my mind. Like, is that question going to come up? Are they going to say, no, we can't do it because of that. And I don't hear very much, to be honest. You know, I try to portray it as, you know, we're playing tag. We're playing tag at 200 miles per hour and nobody dies. You know what I mean? But even when we're, you know, we're, we're going through our on-field uh, communication with each other, we're saying, you know, kill one, kill two. You know, so if you really want to look at it down your nose, you'd be able to. If you had a gunman burst into TC paintball, would you run or try to shoot him with paintball? Oh, that's a fight or flight moment, right? <laughs> uh, I had a uh, paintball gun close to me. I'd put it all over that guy's face. Okay. I mean, what would he do? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, in the Boston bombing, if you remember those two psychopaths, um, the bombs went off. They didn't catch the guys. And it was a, a minute by minute um, news story. I mean, it was constant story about the manhunt in Boston. And that's not happening over this. And this one is, it seems even more dangerous because he is, his killing method was a gun and he still has that gun. It seems like they're like, oh yeah, there's many dead. Oh, and by the way, he's still on the loose. It doesn't, why, why is that in the course of the news cycle that this seems to be less intense than when that incident happened at the Boston Marathon? Well, you know, I'm no expert. You know, I'm just, uh, we're sharing opinions right now, and I'm absolutely no expert in this realm, but I have I have a personal perspective for it, of course. Um, I, I think it's a mental health problem, and I think that these people are looking for either attention or one last um, lash out at society that they feel wrong them. And then that's it. You know, like a supernova, they get bright and they flash out. So I think he's dead somewhere. I mean, I think, uh, I think that's what everybody thinks that, you know, if, if he was still out there, he'd still be rampaging, you know, going from venue to venue or, you know, looking for something else. Um, so I think he went into the woods and kind of reflected on what he did and decided that that was the moment. God damn. Uh, Tyler has a question that says, has there ever been an incident on the paintball field where someone actually pistol whipped someone with a paintball gun? There has been incidents in the sport that people have tanked each other. You know, kind of the biggest thing on your complete gun setup is the air tank. And, um, you know, when you get to the tournament side of things and then you progress up the tournament ladder, you're getting nothing but alpha males that are trying to flex on each other and, and uh, you know, improve themselves, prove that one dick is bigger than another. So that has happened in the past where they, a guy feel like he wronged him. It's not a common occurrence. I mean, I'm talking like I know two incidents in 20 years that I know of. When you say tank, is that when they hit him over the head like Looney Tunes with the tank? Yeah, not like baseball bat style, but like uh, kind of like a like an uppercut. You know, the tank as you're holding your gun would be right about where your elbow is. Oh, okay. So kind of eye and you know, and almost elbowing him in the face on a swing. Oh you know, shit! That happened with a tank a few times. <laughs> Guys have been you know kicked out of venues or kicked out of tournament series. Rick, uh, I think that that Lions loss was times ten. Um, do you feel as bad as I do about that horrible, horrible performance? No, I don't because I didn't have them in the Super Bowl yet. I mean, I love my Lions. Um, big fan. But like I said a hundred times, it's a long season. We're going to have ups and downs. We're going to have ups and downs. They looked like absolute shit. But you can look back on even Super Bowl winners or really quality teams that have gone into a game and came out looking terrible. 
uh, because of injury or matchups or, you know, just the way the ball bounced that day. So, no, I'm not going to write them off yet. I'm still a Lions fan, and I still think they're going to make the playoffs and maybe even go on a deep run. Um, we're not going to look at one game and, uh, and decide their fate. I am. Uh, I am. I have now gone the other way, and, no. and now I think they're not going to win anymore. I mean, that was so brutal. It was brutal. I mean, how many plays of 20-plus yards did the Ravens have? My goodness. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, Rick said, or uh, Chris in Maine says, hey, Rick's here. Nobody make a joke about having an orgasm when shooting things. Now, I don't know what that means. Is that something we referenced in the past? I don't remember that. I mean, I'm all about some orgasm talk. Yeah. Um, and however you need to get there is up to you, as long as you get there. As long as there's no farting on the mic. <laughs> I mean, I can't think of anything more hacky. Uh, Kyle says, agree, it was one game. They'll bounce back. 49ers also look like shit. Eagles lost to the Jets. All right. I, but I tell you what, I think the, the one takeaway is Baltimore looked great. I mean, Absolutely. that win, it's in my opinion, they are now a contender for the Super Bowl. Yes, and I have to share my theory on running quarterbacks. I, I think they're awesome for the regular season, but, you know, it's getting different now because there's more of them, but traditionally a quarterback that relies on his feet more than his arm only goes so far. They can make some dynamic, dynamic plays, but for them to win consistently is tough when you get to really good defenses. So I'm a huge fan of Lamar Jackson's stats, but... I wouldn't I don't want him leading my team. However, if you watched that Gan, I don't know if you watched the whole game. I didn't watch the whole game. I was busy for part of it. Okay, what he does now, and they talked about this. There was a couple opportunities here to just tuck he could have tucked it and ran. But he drifted to either side and he was lucky because two at least two defenders, a lot of times it was Aiden Hutchinson, who doesn't rush in. He's shadowing to see if he goes. Okay. So there was a lot of hesitancy from the pass rushers because of that. They're like mirroring him. They're not going for him because they know that if they fucking try to get him, he's going to, he's gone. So that was weird, but he, he, he wouldn't tuck it and run. And a lot of times he was getting people wide open when the route is done being run and then he moves and then the receiver, uh, uh, improvises. That's where he was uh, – it, it was really fucking phenomenal to see, and the Lions had no recourse for that. Yeah, that's, uh, that's classic read and react defense where the offense is a step ahead of you. You know, uh, you know, that's one defensive theory. Another defensive theory is just to attack and make the defense deal with you or the offense deal with you. Um, they came in with a game plan, and the game plan didn't work. You oh, know, it's uh, as that. I think if they played the Ravens again, they would uh, they'd tweak that defensive uh, scheme and uh, and do something a little different. It obviously didn't work. How the fuck though did they not tweak it at halftime? They're down twenty eight nothing. Jesus fuck. You know they're in meetings all week long talking about how they're going to do it. You got to kind of commit to a philosophy for that particular game. Right. So, so if your philosophy <laughs> is to uh, do something like if you were to convert that to the business world, like uh, uh, come up with uh, axe th- axe throwing, Here we go. or you could. You can then stick to the plan and then have axe throwing before you know it. <laughs> I wish I had a good rebuttal for that. I really don't. I mean, <laughs> I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. Damn it. Uh, can people call you this weekend and get on the paintball field? Yeah, we do have some availability on uh, Saturday and Sunday. We're not completely full yet. 
And it's supposed to be pretty warm. Yeah, yeah, we're getting a little bit of that Indian summer. Can I can I say Indian summer anymore? Yeah, I okay? do. I do. I call it I call it Indian summer. I do that. All right. So, um, Indian right. summer, which is nice. It's nice to get out there and get some work done. Where you kind of thought that you know fall was here a couple times. Um, we have to make a change. We have uh, we had a conversation because the Mexicans cannot be at the November nineteenth uh, paintball event. They work every other weekend. So you know when you look at like. Um, November 19, no, but they can do December or yeah, December 3rd. They can do December 17. So that's the schedule they're on, which I didn't know was a thing, but I don't know what the fuck they're doing. And every other weekend they have to work. Now we depend on the Mexicans, like two thirds of the crowd are the Mexicans. Oh, Gabe, Gabe brings a whole van full. Absolutely. It's fantastic. I love them so much. So, so the third, I have a huge tournament, one of my three-man series tournaments for the winter. So we can't do the third, but the 17th, I'm wide open on. Do you think we can make that happen a week before Christmas? Uh, when I get done with this, I'll double-check the schedule. But the okay. only the only thing that can ever slow me down is uh, a sporting event, and I don't think there is a sporting event on December 17th. Okay, that sounds good. Let's, let's uh, plan on that, and you can confirm with me. And then we got to go to work right away and getting uh, one scheduled for a little bit later in January, maybe February, and kind of catching up on these. Sure, sure thing. You got it. All right, any final thoughts, Rick? Uh, no, I mean, I didn't uh, – you haven't really given me any heads up on what we're going to talk about the last few weeks. No, so. no, it's because I, it's gotten to a point where I don't even know. <laughs> I, mean, I appreciate uh, it, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy right now. There's been so much going on in the world that that's kind of been the template, you know, it's, uh, uh, one bad news story after another. Right. Right. Yep. Yeah. There's no, no lack of that in the news cycle right now. So I know. And I, all I want to do is talk about Travis Kelsey and, uh, and Taylor Swift. And I just can't, which by the way, do you think that's going to last? I don't care. I mean, does anybody care? Yes. You know, that relationship and they're they're two two people in the spotlight so when they're in the spotlight typically they don't because people are throwing themselves at them or whatever well, but i mean that's of I course I, there's plenty to care about i am very interested if she can you imagine if she writes a song about him i like to see her naked i mean that's that's what i'm interested in uh, i don't i don't she's too tall and lanky for me i like them short tall, yeah but i'd still i'd like to appreciate what's going on there i like my women short and a little lumpy <laughs> I, I'm gonna stay. I'll stay away from that one. I think. All right. Uh, have a good one. I love you. Talk to you soon. Get out of here, Rick from TC Paintball. Star Wars sucks. Sixty nine says Lions will destroy the Raiders on Monday night. Maybe, but I wouldn't feel good about that. I won't feel good after that despicable loss. Until they would probably have to win like all of their games for me to feel comfortable with them after that fucking catastrophe that happened. Uh, Rick from TC Paintball brought to you by TC Paintball. All right. Thank you so much to Rick. He's been there uh, the longest and the earliest. We go back to 
February of 2016. He brought me in and uh, I was just doing YouTube shows. I didn't know whether I was going to get a job or not. Eventually did at BBL. And uh, he, he gave me like a sign and it wasn't a sign. It was a, it was a TC paintball mic- microfiber towel that we hung up behind me for the month of YouTube shows. And I think he gave me uh, like a bunch of gift cards, perhaps. It was a transaction. Um, those videos that I shot right after getting fired um, got like 100,000 views. Now, I'm happy with a 1,000 now. But for some reason, everybody was talking about me getting fired. So people wanted, they wanted some tea. So there I was. And uh, though I didn't make a dime off of those videos. I didn't know shit about shit about how to do that. Then I just said, all right, here I am on YouTube. But anyway, Rick gave me some cash. So he, that's how far, far back we go. Um, I can't remember if Rick did anything on the radio with me at uh, BBL. Probably not because there was a lot of red tape with being on the radio. And it was way too expensive. Um, upon starting this podcast nearly five years ago, he was second in line to this incarnation of the Eric Zane show podcast. Big Dick Donnie Veltman was first a week into podcasting. I heard from Big Dick Donnie and, uh, we started to promote his shows and he was like a paying sponsor. Uh, a lot has happened since then. Rick is still there, of course. A lot has changed at TC Paintball with the outdoor venue. But uh, Don um, is AWOL. I don't know. He might be getting ready to shoot up a bowling alley or something because um, he sold the bowling alley and then Michael Rappaport put a bounty on his head. Like the Michael Rappaport said, I'm going to kick your ass in a Facebook video. It was incredible. He even like, um, in the video did picture in picture, like a split screen of Michael yelling at, uh, big Dick Donnie. And the other screen was Don's Facebook page, him telling everybody to bomb social media, bomb his page because Donnie owed him like 10 G's or some shit. And I reached out to him. I go, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Is everything okay? And I never heard from him again. I have never heard from Big Dick Donnie. Like I said, sold the bowling alley. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. Totally went belly up on the comedy business. Pissed all the local comedians off. He didn't pay. (laughs) He had a bunch of local comedians he owed cheddar to. He didn't pay them. He didn't owe me money. I remember Don, the couple times he was a late pay. On like the ad schedules, like Don, you, I, you owe me this money. Okay, I'm coming over. And then finally he would show up at the door. Like he'd come over the house, he'd come in and he'd get out a wad of bills and he would count out money, like green cash and go, here you go. And I'm like, well, this is weird. Who does that? Holy shit. Anyway. I completely digress. Thank you to TC Paintball. Rick over there. Um, uh, Rick adds, is is Donnie a deadbeat? Well, not to me. 
he owes Rappaport. And I even said to him, I go, dude, you got to pay this guy. He is not to be fucked with. I go, just send him like $500 and say, I'm working on it. At least, you know, whatever. Send him $100. Acknowledge him. Pay this motherfucker. Kyle says, Zane, I sent you an email about Montgomery Brawl. You need to talk about this. Remember, as a listener, I know how you should run your show. Thank you, Kyle. And I see what you're doing there. Hold on. Look, I have done 90 minutes of show, and I haven't even talked to any of my fantastic sponsors. Nick writes, Rappaport is a pussy. He ain't going to do anything. He's not going to do nothing but whine. All right, maybe. But still, it's got to be unnerving when someone who actually uh, has people following him is is call is sick in the wolves on you. All right. As I mentioned, TC Paintball. Online at tcpaintballgr.com. Booking events. going to be a great weekend. Uh, get the neighborhood kids together. Have fun. Be the cool parents. Schedule it. Do it. Workplace team building, bachelor party. You can do it all at Michigan's premier paintball destination, TC Paintball. Online at tcpaintballgr.com. I forget what TC stands for. Rick, what does that stand for? If you are self-employed or your employer does not offer insurance or you're in between jobs, you need healthcare from healthcare.gov. Frank Fuss can do this for you. He is a licensed independent insurance agent slash broker. There's no charge when you utilize him for his services in which he is going to go to healthcare.gov on your behalf, enter all the appropriate information in, and the next thing you know, you're covered. Uh, The program is funded by tax subsidies. So if you're looking at a insurance policy for you and your family, that costs $2,000 a month. You're like, I can't afford that. I'm self-employed. Holy shit. I'm not making that much money. The way the program works is if you, if your income stays below a certain threshold and it's, it's quite a high threshold, you get a tax subsidy for about three quarters of that premium. A $2,000 premium now becomes $550. Now, if you scream past that threshold, um, you have to pay that back times 12. So that will f- fucking suck. You're like, well, I don't want to chance that. You're, you're not. Uh, Frank will determine whether or not you're, what type of shape you're in. My point is, Frank does all this, and the best part is, it's free. Okay? That's how you do it. Frank gets paid by the insurance companies who want to get you in their policies. And they offer them on a website called healthcare.gov. But again, you don't do anything. All you have to do is reach out to Frank. And the way you do that is by going to the website, buy, B-U-Y, insurancehere.com. That's Frank's. It's a form. You submit your info, name, address, phone number, how you want to meet with Frank, phone call, coffee, Zoom, in person, doesn't matter, your house. And then you get the ball rolling. And again, Frank doesn't cost you a damn dime. So reach out to Frank today at uh, mypolicyshop.com, the website that you can go to that website or you can also go to buyinsurancehere.com. 
Thank you to Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Megan and the, uh, the aforementioned Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Fixing all makes and models, all hybrids, all EVs. They do it all at Irvine's. 616-532-6600 for Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. One more on this block of sponsors. My favorite thing to talk about right now is how something I've been preaching to you for many, many years, getting your furnace tuned up, new this year, no cost to you. It's as simple as calling Joe Martinez, scheduling, getting your furnace tuned. He leaves, no cash leaves your pocket. You're like, what is the catch? There is no catch. Joe Martinez has teamed up with DTE Energy, the gas company. DTE said, you are the only guy in West Michigan who can do this. We will pay for the tune-ups because we want our consumers to have the most efficient uh, furnaces burning the fuel. That's better for everybody. So you tune up as many furnaces as you can, Joe Martinez, and we'll pay you, Joe Martinez, for what the consumer was going to pay. What the fuck? Are you kidding me? 616-516-8579. Call Joe Martinez today and say, what the fuck? I want you in my house. All right? God damn. Uh, Joe revealed this to us a week ago. When he was in here, now he's listening to this right now and he says, when are we doing the podcast again? Um, well, can you be here in 10 minutes? I got 29 minutes of show left. How quick can you get here, Joe? It's as simple as this. If you're nearby, Joe, on any day of the week, since you've already shown that you have the horsepower to be a true content, a, a deliverer of content. All I need is you saying, Hey, I'm pulling in. I'm going to be on your show and I'm going, okay. And then just fucking open the door, say, Hey, to the NFK and then come up the stairs. It's that simple. We can talk about a, anything. You're an absolute legend. Okay. Hockey game tonight, by the way. So, uh, Hopefully, your better half will be the designated driver. I always ask this. Is your wife Maria? Is that what I say, Maria? I think it is. Um, Yeah, for sure. So, reach out to Joe. Update. TC. Rick writes, TC doesn't stand for anything. The first one was in Traverse City. But it's not officially anything. That means we can make up our own thing that TC stands for. All right. Moving on. I actually have an update. Um, it's something that some, that we already talked about with that uh, main shooter. But last night, the NBC uh, Nightly News with Lester Holt did a pretty good job of, uh, of covering it. And I, I, I'm still wondering why I, there isn't more urgency 
or at least more coverage about the fact that this guy is still out and about. Everyone, the state of Maine is in a state of shock and fear tonight. Streets are virtually empty as residents shelter in place. 24 hours after authorities say a U.S. Army reservist walked into a bowling alley and then in a bar just over my shoulder and shot and killed 18 people, wounding 13 more. Tonight, a massive search is underway for 40-year-old Robert Card. Police say he is armed and dangerous and should not be approached. And authorities say Card spent two weeks in a mental health facility this past summer after acting erratically. Tonight, miles of businesses and homes in and around Lewiston, Maine's second largest city, are on lockdown, including a nearby college and grade schools as hundreds of law enforcement officers search for the suspect. It is this year's deadliest mass shooting, and it has jolted the country once again. Tonight, a mass killer is on the loose, and a large swath of Maine is on lockdown. Hundreds of law enforcement officers urgently searching for the armed and dangerous man they say carried out a shooting rampage at a bowling alley and a bar in Lewiston, killing at least 18 and injuring at least 13. There is a full court press by all of our partners uh, to bring him into custody. Businesses and schools up to 50 miles away are closed. Police advise that Maine people should not approach him under any circumstances. Officials say the suspect is 40-year-old Robert Card from Bowdoin, a longtime member of the Army Reserve. A family member says he struggled recently with mental health issues. Law enforcement sources tell NBC News a note was found at Card's home. They are working to determine its meaning. Police say they also located a white Subaru registered to Card at a nearby boat landing. Like, I want to know who, where, when, why. Like, why would he do this? Like, why in Lewiston, Maine? Today, body bags were removed from just-in-time recreation, where Look. the rampage began. Active shooter incident, all available units to Lewiston. Officials say the first 911 call came in at 6.56 p.m. Wednesday night, reporting a shooter at the bowling alley, Son which was a hosting bitch. a youth night. It was probably 15 feet behind me. I mean, he was close. Very close. People inside hid under tables and behind bowling pins. I just booked it. Um, Hiding behind a bowling pin? Down the lane and I slid basically into where the pins are and climbed up in the machine and was on top of the machine. Oh, that guy. Yeah, this guy ran down the lane. He, uh, he I remember this. This guy was um, putting on the bowling shoes. And then when he, the guy came in, he booked it down the oiled lanes and slid into the pins like he got a strike and then climbed up in the thing. About 10 minutes until the cops got there. Police say seven were killed there. Two active shooter locations. Uh, Just 12 minutes later, more calls flooded into 911. The shooter had opened fire again. This time, four miles away at Shemengi's Bar and Grill. I didn't realize there was so much distance between the... So he shot up the one place and then drove to the next one. Where police say he killed eight. Officials say multiple law enforcement agencies were dispatched to the scenes. It's unclear what time they arrived. Among the dead at the bowling oh, alley, fuck. Bill Young and his 14-year-old son, Aaron, and Trisha Aslin, who worked there and was bowling with her sister when shots rang out. Her mom says she was killed while calling 911. Her sister survived. The world lost a great girl, 
and I lost a precious daughter. Ugh. Leroy Walker's son, Joey, was a manager at Shemengi's. He says the suspect had been there before. And all of the people over there, they know it. So he would come to Shemengi's? He would actually come to Shemengi's. He, he, he'd been there off and on. Leroy says he waited 14 hours to hear whether Joey was among the dead. You're all going through a lot of pain right now. It's, it's awful. That moment when I got the call and said, Joey's dead. Uh, okay. it, it just it brought me back it brought me right back to my knees he says joey was a married father of two who loved running cornhole tournaments at the bar as manager of that club he loved that club enough and the people enough that he would give his life and that's what he did when he a state trooper told the family uh, joey died a hero because he picked up a a butcher knife, and he tried to go at the gunman to stop him from shooting anybody else. Does that change your pain at all? Oh. Knowing that? I'd like to be Lester Holt. What a fucking horrible job that must be. I don't know if I could recover from that. Be, having to be face-to-face -face with this poor guy? It, it made it worse. Yeah, it, it made it worse. Tonight, President Biden ordering flags across the country to be flown at half-staff to honor Joey and the 17 others who lost their lives. My boy, Joey, will be missed by thousands. You were close. Oh, yeah. Well, of course, it's his dad, asshole. Did you just ask the dad of the dead guy if you were close with your son? Lost their lives. My boy, Joey, will be missed by thousands. You were close. What the fuck? What a way to end it. And Lester, why don't you turn to the camera and say, make sure you don't include the part when I uh, I, I told, I, I suggested that the dad and his son were close. The guy has been crying for half an hour and you're ending with, you were close? Who lost their lives. My boy, Joey, will be missed by thousands. You were close. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine if he just stood up and kicked Lester Holt? Fucking Charlie Murphy style to Rick James in the chest over you were close. Jesus Christ. Um, young Adam Schwab says, okay, I'm tearing up a little bit watching this. Patrick says, Lester Holt is a monster. He gets off on these stories. Joe Martinez says, I can be there in 20, LOL. No, not today. It's too late now. I got to pee and I got things to do. But let's plan it. How does that sound? All right. First, he says, I can be there at 10. Yeah, he says, I can be there at 10 a.m. No, I'll be done by then. If you were getting here at 940 or 950, yes. Uh, Gene, Gene, Rick, boy, that's a, that's a, that's a new one. So some people don't have a good relationship with their parents. I didn't talk to my dad for 15 years, unfortunately. Well, yeah, but we just, he sat there with the guy and for the, a good portion of that story, he's talking about how great his son was. So at some point you can pretty much, uh, you can figure out without saying that they were, you can figure it out that they that they were close. 
That's my point. So no, Joe, not today. I'll be done. If you get here, then we won't. there won't be any podcast to do. Uh, but I will see you tonight at the rink. Chris says, read the room, Lester. Exactly. Jesus Christ. Uh, OnlyFans star, Caitlin Saragusa, which what an unattractive name that is. Saragusa. The only reason why it's an unattractive name is because I think of Tony Saragusa, the late football player who looked like a bag of shit. Uh, Caitlin is, uh, as I said, an OnlyFans star. And uh, she gets paid a lot of money for things like um, hot tub streams, shock investments. I don't know what that means. And partnerships to sell everything from fart jars to her bath water. Okay? So... I mean, I could understand. I mean, I, I, I can't really understand. I don't know why anybody would pay anyone online uh, for porno when it is available for free. Um, this chick, though, has a huge following. And she farts in jars and sells it to scumbags uh, that are out in the world. Um, I would like to say, I would like to hope that uh, no one in the audience would buy fart jar or bath water. But this is um, this is even more intense. Cole says there's millions of simps out there. Now I've heard that term before, simps, but I don't I don't know what that means. If you're a simp. Like, if he tells me, hey, man, you're a simp. Uh, what is that? Amy, who says, uh, a, minute, a minute ago, she said, can you put Senor Jose on the Patreon? No, because I got it. No. Next, soon, soon. Just not today. And then Amy adds, maybe Zane can start an OnlyFans for the NFK selling his Poop smears. Well, this woman is doing something uh, that's remarkably similar to what you said, but not not quite. It doesn't have to do with feces, but there is some smears involved. Cole says a simp is a loser that follows and pays girls for fart jars and stuff like that. You know, simps. All right. Cole says the only way they get interactions with girls is paying for it. Caitlin Saragusa is letting some company scrape her cervix to get yeast to make beer. So a a vaginal smear... The gynecologist collects a vag smear, which is taken to a lab 
where bacteria is isolated, cleaned, analyzed, and multiplied. At the end of the process, the bacteria is the bacteria are used to produce the pure lactic acid that goes into a product known as Yanni. That's the brand name beer. So vag smear beer. I I'm reading that directly from the article. Wow. She's developing the new leak with a uh, new leak, new drink with a Polish brewery called the order of Yanni. My God. Uh, she said, I'm actually working with a beverage company. It's not my own beverage company. I'm still doing that project. There's a beer company. They're European. They want me to send in my vaginal yeast. Like basically pap smear myself. They're going to make beer out of my vag yeast. The order of Yanni, however, say they don't use yeast. They use lactobacillus. And then I already talked a little bit more about the process. I did it in reverse order. She says, uh, Yanni's website delves more into the process. It involves the isolation of lactic acid bacteria, followed by an intensive safety procedure to make sure that only lactobacillus bacteria is used and completely healthy. She writes, it's hilarious. People will buy it for sure. I don't know if they'll actually drink it. I mean, they'll probably drink it. She laughed. I think I would be more likely to drink her vag beer than I would open up the jar to smell her vag fart. Cause, or drink the uh, uh, bath water because there are people who will drink the bath water. Rancid bath water. Now, this is, this is all shit you can get away with when you're hot. Okay? When you look like this, you can, you can pull this off. You can, you can sell anything. You can do a, a labioplasty and, trim, and trim, trim your vag meat and then, you know, portion it off and send it to people. Just because you're hot, you know, if you were to look like a big pile of shit and try this, well, actually, there probably still would be plenty of people who, who would want that. But my God, what a fucking horrible thing. People are just sickos. You could actually take, she could work with authorities and for anyone who, um, it's like pre-crime wants to buy this or uh, can buy the vag beer or her bath water or the farts. Anybody who actually buys this shit and then like raid their home, you know, there's some, if you're willing to do that, you're also willing to have children locked up in your basement. Okay. Holy shit. What type of sicko? Uh, Tyler says, yeah, she's a babe, but zero chance. I drink her coochie porter. Jean writes, it's probably not even her smear, most likely from a goat. Corey says it makes Zane want to consider drinking again. 
Cole says now the simps will be able to taste, quote, pussy. Nate says, isn't that what an IPA is? So you'd say like uh, international puss ale. All right. That is bad. Um, But again, the internet has created this. You know, there's uh, the fact that um, the incredible amount of money that is uh, that changes hands between these so-called simps and uh, online subscriptions, OnlyFans, things like that. There's an OnlyFans person, OnlyFans girl. Her name is Zia Anderson, who um, I didn't know who that was. And uh, followed me on my Facebook page. And I said, well, I don't want somebody, some fucking OnlyFans. I don't want somebody following me. I don't, I mean, that's all I needed in my life is that type of trouble. And, uh, I thought it was like spam. I thought it was, uh, just, you know, a bot or something like that, but it's, it's not. I mean, uh, she told Christian Blatt from who are these broadcasters who he knows her and she said, oh yeah, I followed Eric and he banned me. And that's true. I did because I didn't think it was like a real person, you know? And, um, so I find out, okay, Christian gets her to join us on who are these broadcasters in a pre-recorded segment where she reads the reviews of the show. And, uh, now I didn't, when I banned her, I didn't know who it was. I didn't know. I didn't, I couldn't remember it to me. It just dissipated like a fart in the wind. He goes, yeah, so our, our review girl, Eric, is Z Anderson. She said she followed you on Twitter. I go, she did? Why, why would she do that? Um, but, yeah, so she did. This this chick followed me, which, all right. I don't know. Uh, and she's an OnlyFans star, and she shows her boobies and shit to people for money, and her husband takes all the pictures. Okay? Um. And in fact, this was the promotion of the show. Who are these podcasts? Uh, Zia joins the show. And I wrote, sorry, I blocked you, Zia, my bad. Um, And then I unblocked her. Now, she's not going to follow me now because she's probably like, fuck you. But look at her foot. I mean, this is a foot pick right here. Who cares about all, all that other stuff? She's showing her feet. So... She's all about showing her boobs, guys, and girls. So you can follow her and look at her home porno, I guess. I don't know if she's selling farts in jars, though. That's all a little mu- a little bit much for the for 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 your old pal EZ. My my old brain can't handle that. So it's probably best that there's no interaction. You know. Tyler says the people who buy these products are the types of people who should not be allowed to own guns. They can't be trusted. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. All right. Um, we have a um, another teacher 
who is porking kids or at least wanting to pork kids. And she's hot. All right. So that makes this, you know, I don't know. It's a different level. It's so much different than if a 24 year old male teacher were, uh, interacting with a 16 year old female student. It's reversed. This is, um, this is the teacher. And it was Ricky Lynn Laughlin, 24 year old Missouri high school teacher. Now here she is like in her mugshot wearing the prison orange, but she's got the facial structure where, you know, she's kind of a babe. So what happened here? I think a lot of times these teachers who want to have sex with children, female teachers who want to have sex with children, they're trusting that they're hot enough that the male, the youth, the 16 year old male will so be digging it that he won't want to turn her in, but it would be a real blower to her confidence if she got shut down and turned in. And that's what happened here. She said, come on over and have sex with me. And he denied it and then went to the cops. What the fuck? 24-year-old hot chick, 16-year-old dude, no doubt with a beard. He's probably six foot four with a huge cock. Said, nah, and then went to the cops. Tyler writes, female, check. Hot, check. And then says, this is acceptable. Wow. 24-year-old Missouri teacher allegedly exchanged nude images so he might have done that with a 16-year-old student and invited him to her house to have sex while her husband was away. So this 24-year-old is married, teaching job. And uh, and Ricky Lynn Laughlin, teacher at St. James High School in Missouri, was accused of sending X-rated photos and a video of herself. And the New York Post story wrote, writes, quote, using a dildo to the kid and soliciting pictures of his dick, genitals, from him via Snapchat. The student went to the cops and said things progressed fast after the Snapchat exchange and that he and Laughlin had kissed. She invited him over to have sex. Hey, come on over and have sex. He apparently made excuses for not doing it because, quote, he did not feel comfortable. Wow. So that she didn't plan on that. She thought, I'm going to get laid by this boy. And he's, I mean, that's going to be, it's going to be great. But no, bad enough that he shoots her down. Uh, insult to injury. He goes to the cops. Um, this all from a probable cause statement by the Marist County Sheriff's Office. Officials launched an investigation after receiving a tip from a Phelps County detective on October 19th about an inappropriate relationship at the school in the small city of St. James, 95 miles southwest of St. Louis. TV station KSDK 
has reported. There might be a news story. This- no, I don't think so. I think it's all just a uh, a print story. That's unfortunate because I wanted to get some eyewitness accounts. Uh, back to the story. So she invites him over. He says no. Laughlin allegedly told the teen, hey, look, I can go to jail for this material. So do you think maybe you could delete it? Because I'm starting to hear rumblings at the school that apparently words getting out. I mean, talk about bad judgment. Uh, Bad enough that you're an adult woman who's hot and married wanting to have sex with a boy at the school that you're a teacher at. God damn. The worst idea in the world is trying to, is the, uh, is the thought I should say the worst thought in the world is believing that a 16 year old boy could keep a secret that 24 year old hot teacher wants to have sex with you. My God. People at the school were talking, but he was able to provide some images for the detective, officials said. Police then interviewed Laughlin, who admitted she had been in touch with a student over Snapchat, but claimed Snapchat, but claimed that the 16-year-old had initiated the conversation and that she had not been aware he was a minor until the day before, according to the statement. Uh Maybe. I mean, the age of consent in Missouri is 17. He's 16. The teacher then reportedly allowed police to search her cell phone. Big mistake. They found the video where the student told them what the video was of, and it matched up. And she's jamming a dildo uh, right in her maw. Laughlin was charged with possession of child porn, tampering with a victim, Attempted statutory rape, sexual sexual exploitation of a minor, tamping, tampering with physical evidence, and sex trafficking of a child, along with a misdemeanor count of furnishing porno materials to minors. That is a long list of felonies. Honestly, how do you not... I mean, she must... If a person has this happen to them and they don't kill themselves, wow, you're looking at some real... Uh, mental fortitude to be that strong because I'd want to kill myself. I mean, if she did, I think people would go, well, probably a good choice. Uh, School district superintendent, Tim Webster did not name Laughlin, but confirmed to the TV station that a teacher was immediately escorted from school property and placed on leave pending investigation. Wow. God damn. This shit did not happen when we were kids. Um, when you think about it, uh, it's a real win if you're a student and these dramatic things happen outside of school shootings, of course. Uh, there, there, there's so much happens now at school that is fantastic on a story level. God damn, I would have killed to have witnessed a teacher get who a female teacher getting escorted out who wanted to have sex with a student. Son of a bitch her bond is set at a hundred thousand dollars her court hearing scheduled for monday november 20th the week of thanksgiving 
Holy shit. Uh, Tyler says, bummer for the detective looking at X-rated pics of her right in front of her. Wow, that's hot. Uh, I mean, I should probably submit this as evidence. Kyle says, that's when you, quote, drop your phone into a lake. Donko says, her poor husband. Yes. Rich adds, the kid needs an ass kicking. He ruined it for every other kid in that school. I'm going to tell you right now, if I'm 16 and that chick wants to have sex with me, I am going to have sex with her so much. Uh, and I am going to never tell anyone about it. I'm going to have so much sex. Okay. And you could even say, Hey, um, I want to try butt sex. And she's going to be like, I- I'm not into that. And you could say, well, I'm not into having sex with an adult. And she's going to say, okay, here's my butt. My God. That is a nominee for asshole of the day. According to Tyler, it's possible. It's either the kid who wouldn't have sex with the teacher or, um, the shooter in Maine again. It's a toss up. I'm not sure who it's going to be. Thank you as always to the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke mortgage. Get into a mortgage today. I want to focus on if you've lived in your house for a while and you got a bunch of equity built up, let's say the house is worth three, you know, and you owe a hundred, but you need a new roof. The new roof costs 20. You don't have 20, but you need a new roof. Um, the best thing to do is borrow it from you. Get the money out of your home and get that roof. You spread out that 20 over the remainder of the loan life. It's not going to be that much of a monthly crunch on you. That's how you do that. Take it from your old pal, easy, the mortgage uh, expert. Two, three, one, three, three, two, 6505. Anywhere in the U S if you have a need for a mortgage, reach out to Mario and his team, 231-332-6505. Guys in West Michigan get their hair cut at King's Room Barbershop. I love, I love King's Room Barbershop. My God, the professional experience from all of the hairstylists there, from Andy and Colleen, the owners slash stylist, to all the other stylists, Guys get their hair cut at King's Room Barbershop. Three locations, Northland Drive, Caledonia, and the newest location, 82136th Street, Southwest, in Wyoming, next to the costume room, right down the street from those dicks over at that uh, dumpster company. Go to kingsroom.net for schedules, uh, directions, and pricing. Kingsroom.net. Dot net batting last in the lineup today blue frost it if you have a small or medium-sized business okay 
and you need new tech. Uh, the idea of just going and buying things is bad. You need to sit down with a professional. You can explain what you do at your business and they can go ahead and tell you this is what you need to upgrade. That's complimentary. It doesn't cost you a dime. Hell, you can take that 30-minute uh, the, the to-do list, things to buy, and say, all right, see you later, thanks. But Blue Frost is hoping that you will have them uh, help you with the purchase and then with the setup of all of your gear. Basically, that's a project. Project work, manage IT work. Uh, they do it all at Blue Frost IT. 616-200-8550. And number again, 616-200-8550. Uh, we are going to have a different asshole of the day. Yeah, the main sh- we can put the main shooter in there every damn day. Um, fuck, we got to find that guy. What the hell did we talk about? We had a lot of discussion, um, about, well, about the shooter and about gun control. Uh, I provided all the answers of what we need to do and nobody listens to me. All you do, whenever I come up with great ideas for gun control, all you people who don't want gun control are like, yeah, but what if this happens? And besides, I didn't even focus on gun control. I focused on national database. Any asshole who is opposed to a national database to keep crazy fucks like this son of a bitch from buying a gun like he did in 2023, you're fucking nuts. My God. Um. How would I describe the teenager um, who fucked it up for all, uh, and didn't get the sex from the 24-year-old? Uh, let's see. Teen. Okay. Asshole of the day brought to you by TC Paintball is uh teen pussy poison uh it, it's alliteration i couldn't think of anything else it, it's that kid that i just got done talking about whatever okay the narc kid who wouldn't bone his teacher blabbermouth teen kid who hates sex asshole the day lester holt brandis adds A lot of female teachers have been getting arrested for this lately. What the fuck? They are just as much a pedophile as a dude. Gross. Like super gross. No. It's not. It's hot. Okay? If I'm 16 and a 24-year-old hot chick wants to have sex with me, you can be rest assured. That's going down. That should be legal. Now, if she's a fucking ugly horse... We've we've made this clear. The hotter, the less sinister the crime. If if the teacher looks like a former Zaniac, well, yeah, the teacher should be shot dead. 
one of the benefits of female the female form. It can get you out of a lot. Of, you can make pussy beer out, out of a, for a, a chick. Like that fucking OnlyFans model. You can have sex with children and make beer out of your vagina meat. Incredible. Okay, that's the show. Have a good one. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.